Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going? Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today on the podcast, we're taking a look at 2013's soundtrack to Rayman Legends, one of my all-time favorite platformers. And I agree. this was originally a title that was first released for the Nintendo Wii U, but then ultimately saw ports onto almost every home console system you could Including imagine. Including the Switch. Yeah. I replayed this on, on the Switch, uh, and it's, an, it's a phenomenal game. One of the most inventive and creative soundtracks, I would say, of the past 10 years. Definitely of the past five. It's, it's just getting into the, the five-year mark uh, of, this, of this game's release. Phenomenal music, uh, primarily by Christoph Haral, who's an Ubisoft composer. American Billy Martin also joined him for a few compositions, but I would say 90% of the music was composed by Christoph Haral, who also, both of these gentlemen actually worked on the previous Rayman game, Rayman Origins, which did have a great soundtrack. I think Rayman Legends completely blew it out of the water. Yeah, I mean, both of these games are absolutely fantastic and have some of our, you know, favorite game music of recent years. But yeah, Rayman Legends is just chock full of incredible melodies and really wonderful orchestral music. And the Rayman games are so colorful and imaginative. Mm -hmm. What I think is so interesting is these Ubisoft Rayman titles, Origins and Legends, are some of the greatest platformers of all time. They have an incredible art style, amazing, breathtaking musical scores, really innovative gameplay. But honestly, like, I don't know. When I played the original Rayman years ago, I thought it was just mediocre at It's best. hard to go I'm back. I'm sure there are people that like it. But it's like, it, it, this. these games almost have nothing to do with the original Rayman and the kind of mechanics and the look of mm-hmm. those games. These games are like competing with, you know, Mario and Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, these and- games, definitely Origins and Legends. I can't wait for the follow-up. They, they have to do another one, and Kristoff has to come back. When I think about the music, particularly of Rayman Legends, there's not a lot of other video game scores that are this creative, energetic, hilarious, diverse, and just fun. It's just so much fun listening to this music while you're playing. One really cool thing that Rayman Legends had, and we're not going to be able to cover too much of it today, is there were a lot of these really cool stages where the music was synced up with the gameplay. And what should be noted is most of that music was actually not handled by either of these composers. There was a separate, I think, music house or music team that was responsible for those remixes. For example, that uh, Black Betty and also right. that really cool mariachi version of Eye of the Tiger. That, I believe, was not handled by either of these two people. So we're going to play one piece of music that was a Haral composition that was featured in one of those music stages, and it's an orchestral piece of music. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that. Uh, but that's a really fun aspect of this game. Most of the stages don't have that feature. I think there's maybe only a handful that do but it's a very exciting and that was the first thing that we saw when we got the demo on the wii u and it really excited us a lot amazing score can't wait to dive into it uh we're going to be able to focus on really most of the important melodies today the majority of this score uh what you guys heard playing in was breathing fire which uses a theme that we're going to get to in a little bit and we'll talk about that when we get to that let's move on to what some people call the main theme of this game babel tower this was composed by chris off Haral. Let's check it out.
phenomenal music. You guys are listening to Babel Tower, which is kind of known as the main theme, one of the main themes, I would say, uh, from Rayman Legends. This is composed by Christoph Haral, who is kind of this mad genius. Uh, he's such a... He's exactly the person you'd expect a lot of this music uh, to come from. He's really goofy, really funny, but amazing musician, uh, kind of a virtuoso musician on like every instrument imaginable. He's a great singer, great whistler. He can play... You know, a lot of the instruments that you hear in the score are actually Christoph performing right he's also just a, such a good composer this is a great melody yeah he's really one of my favorites i mean his gift for melody is fantastic but the orchestration the uh clever use of quirky video game instrumentation is just so in medieval on. cliches uh, that are de- very funny what i gotta say is there's a lot of music in this game that uh, it's almost sort of tongue-in-cheek, this epic orchestral medieval-sounding mm-hmm. stuff. It's it's intended to sound almost bigger than the game <laughs> could feel because yeah. it's a Rayman game. It's this cartoony thing. Yeah, it doesn't thing, even need it. That's orchestral the music <laughs> sells the joke. But what I think is really funny is some of the melodies in this game... Uh, they they almost they they came before well i'm just going to say it uh the rays theme from uh star force wars awakens. the force awakens the first time i heard it i'm like why is this sound so familiar to me and i realized that i was very reminded of this melody <laughs> from rayman That's legends it's kind of on par that's hilarious and it's 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 very much in the vein of you know that kind of dorian modal uh gaelic old-fashioned idea it even sounds a little bit like um kiss from a rose by seal like that kind of thing well you know what's funny i was watching um a video and i think it was it was he was just speaking in french i don't know if he speaks english but it was i was watching subtitles and he said that sometimes he he has to force himself to write quote-unquote serious music for this game and i think this is an example of that this is a serious piece of music and there's some humor that is evoked in maybe some of the instrumentation and the way that it's used and juxtaposed in the game is very funny mm-hmm. um but this is you know he's taking this composition very seriously yeah but it still manages to be a little bit playful and have fun i mean how long it takes to sort of get into the music and then mm-hmm. even at the end like some of the rhythms it's it's very modal and medieval in terms of the ornamentations and the melody but some of the syncopated rhythms that we get in this presentation definitely make it feel it still has one toe in the water of a little bit playful a little bit cartoony and even the more serious moments are are just made to be even more humorous and add to the aesthetic of the world because you still get the sense that you know the creators of the game they know what they're doing it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek they're kind of winking at you in a sense and i love just listening to the whole soundtrack of these rayman games it it gives me that kind of feeling that it just brings a smile to my face it's delightful we're going to play the theme of the first world map and the first world in the game is teensies in trouble now this is a classic rayman sound that that christoph established in origins and continued in legends basically just one lone ukulele in this case, Kristoff is playing the ukulele, as well as a whistle. And so you have whistler and ukulele. It's just such an awesome sound, very silly, very fun. But the melodies that he composes that he's whistling are so beautiful, and I love them. Let's take a listen to Gallery Map, Teensies in Trouble. thing I'd like to say about this um, this map theme, Teen Season Trouble, composed by Christopher All, is that some of the chords that he's playing on the ukulele are not basic at all. Some jazz changes, some chromatic movement, not the easiest uke part right. that you would expect. And 
I get the feeling like he's, you know, maybe even performing this all and all at once, uh -huh. you know, playing and whistling. Just so impressive, not only this composition, the fact that he's able to perform this so well. What an awesome whistler he is with that great vibrato. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, this is hearkening to the Rayman theme. This is just such a great way to start off this game. Yeah, and that, that Rayman theme is actually an original composition of his. It's yes. not something from yeah, the older true. Rayman games. I actually, I made a little 8-bit version when we did our episode of Origins and Legends together yeah, I remember years that. ago. It's that kind of tritonic theme that goes... Kind of Grant Kirkopian. Dun, 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 it's so good. You know, it has yeah, da, 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 that kind of chord mm -hmm. progression, like C major to F sharp major kind of a thing. But here he opts for more of a, as you said, Carl, kind of a jazzy sound. But mm -hmm. what I love is it's it's ukulele jazz. Right. And what's interesting about the tuning of a ukulele, if you just play all of the open strings, it's a major six chord, which already has this kind of fun, happy, I don't know, like 1920s. 20s sound to it and so a lot of chord constructions that are fairly simple to create on the ukulele mm -hmm. you know you can have these really interesting half diminished chords and seventh chords and flat nine chords and there's all these things where you know there's just a few strings but they're kind of arranged in a very unique way yeah i just love the sound that he established in origins with the ukulele and whistling and that rayman theme is so wonderful and it's hearkened to a lot and a lot of creative ways in this game right i like when he takes that idea and does it in a major key um and he does it like where it feels really happy and then he also does it minor right exactly and it's really dark and twisted i'm excited to move on to really one of the other main themes of this game it's called the medieval theme or medieval forest known by a couple different titles and there's different versions of this theme we're going to play the version that's the official album version that's on the official soundtrack again this is composed by christoph haral uh i absolutely adore this piece of music you, to me it's just like a classic video game theme let's take a listen to medieval forest forest. You guys are listening to Medieval Forest, also known as the Medieval Theme from Rayman Legends. Oh, this is a knockout theme. I remember yeah. the first time I played this, I was just like, oh my gosh, why, in some ways, why is this theme for this game? It's almost too good. I know it's really funny and the juxtaposition is, is so awesome, but this is legitimately a great video game melody. Yeah, I mean, and you have the two here. You have the more swashbuckling It's medieval, but it almost sounds you know, like Robin Hood. It's very exciting and swashbuckling. And then we also have that juxtaposed with the Which is so filmic and just heroic. Yeah, heroic Dorian mode. Yeah. But the themes work so great together because they both rely on the same kind of modal sound. You know, I look on Haral's IMDb, and as of late, he's been doing a lot of other work, uh, I believe in France, um, you know, some films, some short film stuff. So he's been kind of busy in the non-video game world. He is coming back to do Beyond Good and Evil 2, which will be great to hear. Uh, but I just can't wait for another Rayman game with him at the helm of the music. Uh, let's move on. This is a great piece of music, a nice uh, kind of singular piece, really stands out in the soundtrack. This is Storming the Castle.
gets into that Rayman theme is so masterful. You guys are listening to Storming the Castle from Rayman Legends, one of the standout pieces of music. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a lot of this music is very segmented and has all these different sections, Mm -hmm. which is another thing that makes it feel like film music and the great sort of harmonic language of American cinema. Well, Will, I'm so glad you brought that up. A lot of the segmented nature of these tracks is going to be kind of hard today to be able to experience in the right way. It's something that was obviously designed for the game. And so when when you guys hear this kind of segmented stuff uh, today, just know that, you know, different things are happening in the game for the music to change. Yeah, there are a couple themes in this game that owe a lot to John Williams. And I mean, I think the orchestration and the the harmonic style of that is apparent. And I mean, we talked about it being, you know, filmic or sounding like film music. Mm -hmm. There are a couple themes in particular that uh, seem very, very close to uh, um, some of the themes from Harry Potter and Mm -hmm. Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and in general, just the harmonic language. But you can tell this this game score is a love letter to a lot of cinema, and you know not just John Williams. But one of the things that was so fun about Origins is are the moments of pastiche. You know when they're sending up a pre-existing genre. Mm-hmm. And Legends seems to go even farther in that direction of the kind of 1970s yeah. Lalo Schifrin Mission Impossible spy movie kind of thing. Some of my favorite stuff in the score. Yeah, and there's a lot of that. I mean, you can even hear tastes of that in this track. It's just such fun music. It's so swanky and confident. Let's move on to a great piece of music. It's, again, a lot of attitude and confidence on this. Kind of that classic Rayman sound with the lead whistle. You have some great vocal harmonies in this one. I adore it. Let's check out Creepy Castle. Obviously, we get some musical material here from Storming the Castle. What I think is so great about this creepy castle is there's this one orchestral break section, and if you can kind of hear it, he's whistling with the orchestra. So it's like the whistle is just another instrument in the orchestra. It's so delightful. I love this melody. Yeah, totally. I I love the mood of the beginning of it. I mean, it's such an interesting choice to go from the whistle into sort of that orchestral section. I really love, again, what's so cool about Rayman Legends and Origins as well is that main theme. And then here we have. There's all this motivic development and transformation of themes, major to minor. Yeah. But it's even more accented by the fact that we might be presented first to an idea with ukulele and whistling, and then eventually it becomes this beautifully ornamented and polyphonic, you know, they're all this beautiful orchestral counterpoint. I mean, this soundtrack is such a gift and such a rare gift because it goes in both directions. It has wonderful orchestral music and it's so wonderful they had the budget for that fully orchestrated, fully performed music, but it also goes as small as you possibly could with literally just one instrument in someone's voice. Mm -hmm. And both of those directions work so well. Well, in addition to that, something that I really like is that there's not a definitive presentation of any of these melodies, really. Yeah. I mean, most of them exist within the fabric of the game music, and they're in pieces where they're also calling out other melodies and themes. And it's like a film score in that way, where, I mean, sometimes on, you know, like a John Williams score, he'll write a concert suite version of, say, Yoda's theme that plays for five minutes, and you can listen to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But typically, when you you hear the theme in a cue it's like it might start off with tense and eerie string music and then you hear like 
a couple seconds of Yoda's theme and maybe harmonic development as it sweeps into a climax. But really, in terms of like a definitive presentation, there's no such thing in a film unless it's like Star Wars where it has this opening title crawl where it's just music and text. Mm -hmm. But in most movies, you know, a theme doesn't get a really quintessential presentation like that. And that's what I love about these Rayman games is he wrote all these fantastic melodies, but he didn't just do what old school video game composers do of just, oh, stick it as a level theme. Okay, so this is the underwater theme and let's just loop that piece of music again and again. Yeah, I mean, it, he's he's doing the film approach. Uh, the fact that he went with that light motif approach is so great. But again, this game didn't necessarily demand that, but the fact that right. it's there just makes the experience that much, that much better. Well, and I mean, I think there are... Uh, clearly there are modern video game composers that are taking more of a film approach, but oh, yeah. it's, it's not really a traditional film approach. I mean, a lot of modern games don't have themes of this nature that are this tuneful and kind of neoclassical in terms of their presentation. Well, I know that for, I know for a fact that Christoph Haral took a lot of influence from old school cartoons. And I remember in that video I was watching, he was talking about the way that the music is used in, in those old cartoons is exactly how he's trying to use the music in this game. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's move on to another map theme. This is, I think, maybe the second or the third world that you play in the game. It's called Toad Story. Uh, this is the gallery map theme from Toad Story. Let's check it out. makes me smile even more is now that I've just recently watched that video, I have a very clear image in my head uh, of what Christoph Harrell looks like. And so I'm picturing him whistling this and it makes it even better. Uh, he's kind of a goofy looking dude. He is an absolute genius. What a beautiful and surprising melody. Yeah. I love that he hearkens in a very jazzy way to the Rayman theme. God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love the tritone chord progression. It's so mysterious and exciting. And again, those uh, really jazzy chords on the ukulele are just masterful. Well, yeah, and the, the, the sort of that second one is this interesting chromatic-y augmented chord. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love the little yeah, da 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 da. It's a really well composed. And I wouldn't. I'm not going to say he threw it away, but it's kind of thrown away in this presentation because. You're not going to take it that seriously, the average game player. Right. But it really sticks in your head. It's one of the things that I was always whistling when this mm -hmm. game came out. I was sort of obsessed with it. I have a fun story to tell about this, actually. <laughs> uh, I currently work as a music teacher and a K for K through 8. And I've been doing this activity occasionally with uh, some of my really young kids, you know, like kindergartners, maybe through first and second graders, where I'll have them listen to four different pieces of music and to try to color pictures inspired by the music that they hear and kind of see how it affects their mood, the different songs. And one of the tracks that I played for them was this very piece of music. Oh, cool. Because uh, when I came up with it, I was kind of scrambling on the fly, so I needed to pick something that was already on uh, my phone. And it's funny. I, I don't know if it was this one, but it was definitely a gallery map theme with the mm -hmm. whistling and ukulele. And it's funny. As soon as they heard that, they all started drawing pictures of beaches and sunshine oh, that's and so everything. Great. And these are kindergartners, and they don't know what a ukulele is necessarily. They but just for know whatever what it reason, feels like. they've they've been you know attuned to that or acculturated <laughs> into associating. That kind of stuff. That's it's really, really cool. fascinating, though, because I play a lot of video game music because um, kids just eat that stuff up. Yeah, I use so much video game music in, in, in my teaching, too. And, it, God, it's just the best because kids know it, and it's really fun music. 
uh, and it's just it's it's an awesome go-to. I'm excited to move on to this. It's one of my favorite themes in the game. Some of my favorite levels when this music play, just so creative, such a breath of fresh air, no pun intended. Let's take a listen to When the Wind Blows, composed by Christoph Herall. guys listening to when the wind blows and speaking of wind blowing it is storming right now while we're recording this so if you guys hear some storm noises there's nothing we can really do about that this is so amazing and again going so much farther than was required for this game this is beautiful music that could be in any serious piece of media a film a tv show a game yeah this is absolutely phenomenal music yeah, I mean, this is that uh, melody we talked about is maybe the main theme of Rayman Legends. Definitely, yeah, uh, playing, but hearing playing it on that, that idea, yeah. uh, which is that really gorgeous kind of folk woodwind instrument. I'm glad you brought that up because I guarantee a lot of people wouldn't have realized it was the main theme because the context is so different here. Right, I see this as the definitive presentation of the theme, and this is the thing that I was thinking of the first time I heard Ray's theme, Uh, particularly the moment uh, in Force Awakens, like (laughs) once she goes back to her little, you know, it's like the sun is down, and there's like a solo flute presentation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough choice to decide which one I like more. (laughs) You know, Will, you just just mentioned Ray's theme, and the next piece of music is Ray and the Beanstalk. It is R-A-Y, but how crazy and cosmic is that? Ray and the Beanstalk, this is the album version. Uh, What's really cool is the version that plays in the... Now, a lot of this stuff uh, is really interesting. The version that plays in the game for a lot of these themes is very different than the official version that, that they released on the soundtrack. So I think when the game was done i believe christoph went back and he did some more overdubs and some more arrangement stuff so sometimes the album versions have this more lush sometimes very different arrangements which is cool oh carl one thing i wanted to say before we move on is that instrument the daduk uh the really unique instrument the first time i ever heard it was on paul mccartney's 2005 album uh, chaos and creation in the backyard oh he uses it on the song jenny wren interesting. and what's interesting he just recently released a brand new album egypt station yeah and there's a song where he uses that very instrument and uh it's a very rare and unique instrument so anytime mm-hmm. you've ever heard it in a film or anything in the united states it's, chances are it's probably this same gentleman because it's huh. a it's a really sort of unique sound but yeah you guys should check out paul mccartney's new album (laughs) he really needs the plugs folks okay let's check out we're gonna give it to him on our little podcast let's check out ray and the beanstalk
So good. You guys listening to Ray and the Beanstalk? This is the album version, which is available on the official soundtrack. This is composed by Christoph Haral. Some interesting changes uh, from the version that you actually hear in the game. Some some melodic material we've heard before. I believe it was in the Storming the Castle. Uh, it's just so great that he reuses some of that really strong material uh, over and over again. I mean, he has every right to because that's some of the stuff that gets in your head the most playing this game. Uh, are those strong themes. Yeah, this is the theme I was talking mm-hmm. Very williams Not just williams I mean, a kind of a blatant... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say rip-off, but I'm going to say rip-off of uh, one of the themes from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. It's super close. And then it even goes... It goes up to uh-huh. the same melodic note. But it's very fun, very film music-y, and here it's almost presented more like a Danny Elfman kind of a Beetlejuice hey, well, Batman type of thing. Next time you have to do that, please lower the octave. Oh, man, that almost hurt my ears piercingly high no i'm just kidding that was pretty high uh okay so similar to that when the wind blows for me this is another piece of music that is a standout it's so beautiful and some of my favorite stages let's check out lost in the clouds listening to Lost in the Clouds, composed by Christoph Rall from Rayman Legends. So beautiful. Feels like a companion piece to that When the Wind Blows. And we forgot to mention, but When the Wind Blows is actually this week's track of the week, so sorry about not giving that its proper shout-out. Let's do it right now. This week's track of the week, even though we're (laughs) playing and talking about Lost in the Clouds. Uh, Very similar in some ways emotionally. It's almost like the B part. Yeah, yeah, they're both so serious and tragic and earnest. Well, it uses the same melody, Mm -hmm. but it's harmonized in a darker way, and it has this glorious... I I don't know if it... What instrument it almost sounds like a koto or some sort maybe of some harp sort of dulcimer like. really beautiful how it's doing these very free you know there's a great uh thing you get to see there's a great shot in that that video we should link to that video it's it's kind of like a behind the scenes documentary short little documentary on the making of the music for this game and one thing that Kristoff is doing is in the control room he's actually at the keyboard so he's controlling like pro tools and he's ha- he has a cello that he turns sideways and he's playing a cello like a guitar and he's doing yeah. all these really cool overdubs that you get to hear i think we'll get to it a little bit later in the soundtrack some of the spy stuff uh just really <laughs> it's just such a great little image there of just how creative um he is as as a musician and composer let's move on to one of my absolute favorites this was a close call i this might be a choice for me for track of the week as well so good let's check out fiesta de los muertos Thank you. 
This is just the best. You cannot beat this. Fiesta de los Muertos, composed by the one and only Christoph Haral. So clear this is coming from the same mind that brought us the Lum's dream. <laughs> uh, and so many amazing pieces of music from Rayman Origins. Uh, God, I just absolutely love his brain. I just want more music from him. <laughs> well, what's interesting about the Rayman games, these two Ubisoft ones, I mean, mm-hmm. is that the music brings so much personality to the game. And yeah. I, mean, I think that's true in video games in general. Music is a huge part of it. But I've never, I can't think of another game with music that's this successfully comedic and adds this much to the aesthetic yeah, of the I, game itself. I, I totally not agree. Just, not just in the way that like Mario does, where it's like one of the reasons I would l- want to play those games is because of the music. But here it's like, it makes me aware of the music. And I think it would make the casual player aware of the music more than they would in a typical game because there's so much humorous stuff happening in the sound right. that you can't help but be aware of. Well, it was such a dream and a gift for them to be able to work with Christopher Rall for this game because I can't say enough uh, positive things about the game. It's a, it's a great game, very creative, but this music really takes it to that next level and makes it feel like a classic. I think we're yeah. all going to be looking fondly back on Rayman Legend years from now. Uh, and Origins, too, uh, to a lesser extent. To me, Origins is, like, the, st- the superstar of that is the music, and the game is fun, and it's good, but Rayman Legends, it feels like every single person who was working on that game was really bringing their A game, and it really shows playing it. Yeah, it's really one of the best platformers, I think. You know, playing it on the Switch, it feels like a fresh, bold, new Switch game. It feels like it. it's just as great, you know, today. Uh, let's move on to another piece of music. This one is, uh, if I remember correctly, this is kind of like an escape uh, or like a chase theme. It's called Lucha Libre Getaway. Here we go. really shredding violin playing there. I should say fiddle playing there. You guys are listening to Lucha Libre Getaway, which I know is in the same world, the same area as that Fiesta de los Muertos. I can't remember exactly. It was a while ago that I that I played this now. It's all running together. It, it feels like it, this was like some sort of chase theme where you had to do... There's a lot of run and gun elements to this right. game where you can't stop. And that's some of my right. favorite platforming. Well, and this is utilized multiple points, I believe. And also, there were those that mobile games, the mobile Rayman Ray- Run. Rayman yeah, Run. that's true. Uh, and that utilized music from both the games, and I remember it used this one quite a lot. Uh, I can oh, sing every single note totally of right. that violin. I died so much. That was a really good mobile game because it looked amazing. It looked like almost as good as like Rayman Origins, and, and it, yeah, nice that you just have you know that one control, that one button, run and gun. That's where it's at. Okay, now we're gonna get into this uh, a little bit of this mini spotlight here on the kind of spy James Bond Mission Impossible esque music, which is so strong, so awesome, great homage stuff. This first one is Dive Another Day. A clear wink at a James Bond title. This is the album version, which uh, a lot of this album version stuff, again, they did additional overdubs and really went all out to make it uh, the definitive presentation. This is composed by Christoph Haral. Here we go. Thank you. 
How about that awesome beatboxing that is through a lot of this James Bond music in this game? This is Dive Another Day, and this features that really killer cello, uh, pizzicato, guitar-esque cello playing that Kristoff uh, is using here. So you guys hear the first musical instrument you hear is actually a cello that's turned on its side, and then eventually the electric guitar comes in. kind of sounds like a baritone guitar. I wonder if uh, Haral is playing that as well. Right. Uh, yeah, this is on the nose. <laughs> Well, it's such a great idea for the cello because having a fretless instrument has so many apparent advantages. I mean, you can even tell when he sustains a note with that vibrato. Boing, oh, and then the boing, sliding, the level of pitch, and then the boing, how he's able to it's slide kind of the up Paul the string Jackson with the funk based drink down, just super right. funky. And then, but as, it's like the acoustic baritone guitar version of that kind of fretless upright bass. Sound. And then again, based on the, the you know the gameplay here, eventually this grows and evolves into this orchestra orchestral sound which really screams James Bond like I feel like Christopher Rall could easily compose for a James Bond movie well and Billy Martin as well and we Billy haven't Martin, really played yeah. any Billy Martin tracks but that was sort of his specialty that's kind of what I really associate him with because he did a lot of those tracks in the original that's true uh, Rayman Origins well speaking of Billy Martin we're gonna have a little block of Billy right here the three pieces of music on today's playlist uh, right in in sequence here uh, this is definitely maybe a contender for another track of the week if we want to do that I'm not sure if we do but this is an absolute standout it's really really cool this is strategy and spying and this is the album version and, I, and it's interesting i was so familiar uh with this track i've played it and just adored it for years um just having the soundtrack uh but i never got to that level until getting this the game on the switch actually and so when i got to the level on the switch it's it's a lot less uh the, the actual game version then the soundtrack version adds a lot of really cool overdubs. If I'm not mistaken, you know that really fat kind of drum set sound that comes in eventually? Right. That's not in the actual game. Uh, so that was something that they overdubbed for the album, which I find really interesting. But let's, t let's take a listen to the album version of Strategy and Spying by Billy Martin. guys listening to strategy and spying which is incredibly funky incredibly creative and one of my favorites probably my second favorite piece of music in the game actually this is composed by billy martin so good and this album version is by far the best way to listen to this it is fascinating listening to the differences Jeez, this is awesome phenomenal yeah no this this has to be track of the week i don't know I, like this is so freaking awesome <laughs> let's do that both jazz flute all the different meter changes of that same thing well we've talked about this before but uh i love that there's two distinct drum sounds there's a really kind of intimate close 70s funk jazz drum sound and then there's the really big kind of film jazz kind of big band james bond drum sound 
Uh, and it's Michael Giacchino, Eat Your Heart Out. Yeah. This is outstanding. It's phenomenal music. Billy Martin, his jazz writing chops are so good. Yeah. I mean, whenever he's doing horn parts, these really dense jazzy harmonies that completely nail the Lalo Schifrin sound. But then what I love about the final section when the jazz flute comes in, it really goes all the way of sounding mm-hmm. like the 70s. It's not just sort of your memory of like a big band jazz kind of thing. It really goes into this cheesy like TV show orchestra yeah because there's a lot of scores that do that where yeah it is a little bit cheesy and maybe a little bit out of place but really cool musically when you listen to it on its own just really funky and cool well you guys heard it here first two tracks of the week strategy and spying another track of the week all right let's move on to another billy martin composition this is hell's gate this is one of my favorites here we go good you guys listening to hell's gate uh this is composed by billy martin and another thing that billy martin did on the score um a lot of stuff that we're not able to feature today he did a lot of the really cool invaded themes right um he did some other great stuff too uh also like that shaolin master dojo he did that uh he well, also I love did that the spoiled he's using rotten. christoph Hral's melodies like he ends this with a take of dun, 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 dun. well what's especially cool about that is if i'm not mistaken billy was working from LA and I think uh Haral was working from France so if that was true what a great collaboration that was across the pond yeah I just I love the interaction of their themes it's unfortunate that that one has to use virtual instruments right as opposed to a lot of the orchestral stuff we've heard but it's like exactly the same kind of sound that we've been hearing that really fast I mean it, it reminds me a lot of that lucha libre mm-hmm. these really fast shreddy notes on the, the continuity between these two is absolutely remarkable I mean there are some things that Billy Martin uh, is bringing to the table that is a little bit different like for example that strategy in spying some of his other jazz stuff uh, definitely bringing a different energy but yeah their collaboration I would have loved to hear how that worked because yeah, they're just both so incredibly talented. I just really want them to work together again. Uh, we're going to move on to... Um, is this the only invaded theme we're playing today? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of them in the game. Um, but yeah, let's check it out. This is Olympus Maximus Invaded. this confuses me because this could have totally been a Christophe composition. And right. so this is just 
Such a great collaboration. Well, and it utilizes uh, this and Hell's Gate have the same melody. But this one is maybe my favorite. I love how it gets into that. It's so fast and playful. And this one actually has the real orchestral playing on it. And I wonder if this was basically submitted by Martin, but included in the same session. Because I think the recording session for the orchestra happened somewhere else in the world. I think it was like somewhere else in Europe, I believe. And so that would have been interesting to know if you know some of his music was included in that same session um but yeah that is just so good yeah god i love that track that's one of my favorites i love an orchestral thing that can rock because it's in sort of like a you know a fast six eight or something and it's with a drum set too yeah but it it just sounds like a rock shuffle you know it's so awesome blistering in and out doing everything you need to in one minute or less. Okay, cool. Let's move on to uh, a really important piece of music because, like we said, this this game is kind of famous for including these stages where the music is synced up with the gameplay. I think the most popular being that uh, Black Betty, uh, which is such an awesome moment. If you ever haven't played that stage, you got you got to play that stage. This one's great. It's called Orchestral Chaos, and I believe it's the only piece of music um, from one of these composers uh, that's featured in one of those types of stages. This is really fun because all the orchestra hits and all the kind of cool effects are lined up uh, with with the game. Let's check out Orchestral Chaos, composed by Christoph Herall. You guys just listened to Orchestral Chaos, composed by Christoph Haral. Uh, I don't think it's the only uh, music-themed stage uh, that was composed by him. I think also that next, this next one we're going to play was another one of those timed stages. But I do know that the the Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, and the Black Betty uh, were actually not worked on by either of these mm-hmm. gentlemen. How cool is this piece of music? I love it. And in fact, this piece in the next one also had eight bit versions on the soundtrack. Yeah, really fun uh, I versions. Enjoying those. I love uh, just again talking about the motivic development. If you actually notice, yun yun dun 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 It's actually the same motive as dun 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 dun. That that's a that's a tune that comes up elsewhere in the soundtrack, and then the. I just really love this piece of music because it has such a it it's it rocks almost just as much as that Olympus Maximus, but it's with only the orchestra. So you have that really fast snare drum, kind of that horse rocking shuffle there. It feels like this great gallop, and it really propels you to just want to keep going. These are probably my favorite stages in the game because I again I love run and gun stages. I love when you can't stop. Well, and I like that it brings attention to the music, you know. Yeah. And it helps you. It really does help you know when the timing should be because some of these jumps are really complicated and you might think you should jump earlier than you do. But if you are a little bit early, you will end up dying because you'll realize something else will happen that you'll hit that you're not supposed to. So it really does help with the timing. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. Amazing. Let's move on to another one of these kind of synced up music stages. This is a theme. It's Granny's World Tour. Let's check it out.
so good. You guys listening to Granny's World Tour. Uh, a lot of really successful send-ups and homages to so many different kinds of music. I mean, rock music, western, movie score. This is composed by Christopher All. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, the drum VST that he's using here is one that we use quite a bit, a superior drummer, so it's interesting to hear that. I'd hear that a mile away. Uh, this is such a great piece of music. It's so fun. It, it puts in mind the, the sound of old westerns, particular Ennio Morricone. But I love hearing it with this rock band, too. Right. I love it. It's so also fun. That, I mean, that, that. I mean, it, we associate with riding on horseback and stuff. Yeah, that's the one thing is there should have been a horse that you're riding on the stage. That is the one gripe I have is you get to the stage, you expect listening to this music. How cool would it be if you jump on a horse? Oh, my God. So epic. So epic. All right, we're going to move on to another kind of James Bond. Actually, the, the the last two of the day, this and then the play out, are more kind of spy themes, and they're both so good, so stick around, guys. This is 20,000 Lums Under the Sea. Let's check it out. such a wonderful combination here uh, definitely you're getting some spy kind of swanky jazz connotations also mixed with this halloween spooky theremin sound and the two sounds together it surprises me how comfortable it feels oh totally because i think the kind of james bond chromatic tension uh definitely fits perfectly um with this sort of spooky mood it's um, yeah it's like james bond from the dead like james bond got killed and then this is like the zombie bond here what what theme is this reminding me of is it something from aladdin maybe no it's a it's a it's a classical piece that i'm thinking of i'm not sure i think it's tchaikovsky um, there's something that goes, yeah, dun, 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 and then the bottom goes, dun, 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 you know, dun, this dun. soundtrack is the gift that keeps on giving because every piece we get to, this is, oh, this is one of my favorites. Oh, this is one of my favorites. There's so many great and powerful melodies that really stick with you long after playing the game. And they might not always remember the, the specific use in the game, but I definitely remember singing along to these and just really enjoying my time. Uh, with the game while this stuff played just so good Christoph Rall what a genius and Billy Martin too definitely want to give him his credit as well hey Marty if you're listening what am I thinking of what's the song that goes <laughs> what am I thinking of again Will please watch the octave maybe it's from a video game please it's really it's in my head okay guys so we're gonna play you out with another awesome spy theme it's called the spy who kicked me and I believe this is another one that features that really awesome kind of rock cello playing from Christopher Rall so look forward to that what a treat oh my gosh this is a great way to just get you in a happy mood Will did you have a good time today I did I really did felt like I could really, I don't know about you, but I could really use this today. I was kind of, you know, had a long day and kind of stressful and the weather just storming and kind of dreary, but listening to this music just really brightens my mood. Yeah, we had to do indoor recess today, which 
always a bummer. It's not fun when you have a group of kids that have a lot of energy. Absolutely. Just tell them that we have indoor recess. All right, we're going to play you out with The Spy Who Kicked Me, again, composed by Christopher Rall. And if you're interested in hearing more of conversation, there's probably some things we didn't touch on that maybe we touched on in a previous episode. We had an episode, uh, Rayman Origins and Legends, which you could go back and listen to, which we played music from both of those two Ubisoft games. Um, and yeah, we're going to have to maybe at some point uh, Will, do you think we could do just a separate Rayman Origins episode, or do you think that's not necessary? Oh, heck yeah, heck yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll look forward to that at some point in the future. We got some fun episodes coming up. It's great to get back to good music, and what a what I can't think of a better way to go back from from garbage music to some of the best video game music in the past five years. From garbage to garbage. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy this play out. Anything you got to plug at the end here, Will? <sighs> no, I'm good to go, ma'am. Oh, one thing we should plug is we do actually have a show coming up in Minneapolis. Okay, I guess I'm not good to <laughs> I'm go. I'm not good to go. So what's really cool is uh, VGMCon, which is a video game themed event put on by uh, people that we know, kind of, that we're friends with. They're kind of partnering up with MAGFest for this thing called Game Over Minneapolis, which is a concert that's going to happen on October 11th at the Hook and Ladder Theater. And it's going to feature video game music bands from the Twin Cities. And so we're going to be joined by bands Do a Barrel Roll as well as Bards of the Goddesses. And yeah, we're just going to be playing a show full of a uh, full night of video game music. So definitely uh, you can find more details out on Facebook. If you're in the Twin Cities area or if you're close, you should definitely check out that show. Um, also, I'm pretty sure, hasn't been confirmed yet, but most likely we will be playing MAGFest in some capacity this year, um, as well as I imagine doing a panel. So if anyone uh, is is planning on coming to MAGFest, regardless of, of our involvement, you should definitely come to MAGFest. It's going to be a good time. So some cool opportunities to uh, hear the Mercado Bros coming up. I think that just about does it. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons for your continued support. Thanks for leaving those nice iTunes reviews. We really appreciate that. Thanks to all the great emails we've gotten lately from new listeners. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast and you're new, welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us. Also, Discord, Discord server. Um, If anyone else wants an invite to that Discord server... It's a really fun time. It's closed. <laughs> Sorry, You're not too welcome. late. No, yeah, I'm too late. No, uh, we have a great time nerding out about sometimes video game music, sometimes a bunch of other stuff. Um, and one thing, I, one last thing, I want to do. I kind of wanted to send everyone listening some positive vibes uh, to to the direction of Nobuo Uematsu. I don't know if anyone has heard. Um, by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure a lot of you have heard. But apparently, he is not doing very well. Is quite ill. Uh, actually had to take a break from composing for a while to try to focus on his health. I'm not sure the details of of his illness, um, but at this point, I mean, such an amazing talent and a legendary composer. I think we all just want to end this episode sending some positive vibes uh, toward Uematsu-san. You know, Carl, I, uh, I, I think what would maybe be nice is before we played out with this track, maybe we could just have a little moment of silence here on the podcast. Let's do it. We love you, Uematsu. All right, we're going to play you out with The Spy Who Kicked Me. That just about does it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.